Are restricted diets causing you more harm than good? Today, we're going to dive deep into diet trauma and how deprivation can lead to disordered eating and how to break the cycle through some mindful planning. Welcome to Weight Loss Made Simple. I'm Dr. Stacey Heimberger, a physician and advanced certified weight loss coach. If you're on a mission to not only lose weight, but also transform your health and wellness, you've landed in the perfect spot. Forget about restrictive, trendy diets. We're cutting through the noise and zeroing in on two fundamental pillars that will empower you to achieve lasting weight loss. So if you're ready to transform your life, let's dive in. Welcome back to Weight Loss Made Simple. Today, we're going to tackle a sensitive but crucial topic, diet trauma. We're going to explore how deprivation can lead to disordered eating and how mindful planning can be your way out. Now, before we dive into today's topic, it is important to note that this episode is not intended to diagnose or treat any medical conditions, including eating disorders. If you feel you're at risk or may have an eating disorder, please consult with a qualified healthcare provider for a proper diagnosis and treatment plan. Now, that being said, let's get started. First, let's define what is diet trauma. It's the emotional and psychological harm that comes from repeated cycles of restrictive diets. The reason I wanted to talk about this today is because as the new year approaches, I start to hear these rumbles about everyone's crazy diet plans, and it really made me want to talk about this. If you're anything like me and you've been on the yo-yo dieting train forever, is what it seems like, you've probably tried some very restrictive diets. The cabbage soup diet, the military diet. Maybe jumping from eating three meals a day and snacks, trying to fast all day and do OMAD one meal a day. Those restrictive diets are so traumatizing to our brain because we're literally starving. And the emotional toll that that's going to take on you long term far exceeds any weight loss that you're going to get from those type of diets. Even more importantly, the next time you try and maybe do something more moderate, your brain is going to rebel. This is how this is going to present. I tried this before and it really worked, but for some reason, I'm having a really hard time doing it again. I used to skip breakfast, but now like my brain really wants breakfast. Like I'm really hungry at breakfast time. I don't know what to do. Weight Watchers tried the first time, maybe even the second, third time I've tried it, but this time I'm just really having a hard time. It's like, I can't get totally on board. If any of those sound familiar, That's what's happening here. Your brain was traumatized because it truly felt like you were starving and it doesn't want you to do that again, which makes sense, right? We follow these super strict diets. Maybe they work for a minute. We try and do them again because they're not sustainable, right? We're not going to stay on that forever. There might be the rare snowflake that can stay on OMAD the rest of their lives because they feel great and that's wonderful. Most of us cannot do restrictive dieting long-term. So what happens is we've done it once. Our brain remembers that. We try and do it again, and maybe we make it all day. And then nighttime, there's probably, honestly, been a lot of food chatter in your brain all day. Make it to the end of the day. Maybe we've had a rough day, and now our brain really doesn't want that discomfort on top of already being uncomfortable from starving and you overeat. Then we hear, I messed up. I ruined the whole day. I was doing so great. 
even made it through dinner. And then I just went face down in some potato chips after dinner while I was watching TV. Now it's ruined. I've ruined it. I've ruined my diet. Then we feel shame. We feel like we messed up. We can't recover from it. We feel shame, which is another uncomfortable feeling that our brain is not going to want to deal with when we've already tried to starve it for a couple of days and we're going to overeat more. And if you're not aware of this cycle, it is very easy to see how one overeat can lead to multiple days of overeating. So the key is to start at the beginning and break the cycle of deprivation. Deprivation is not sustainable and it is harmful to our long-term weight loss efforts. Now, if you've been in that cycle and you're freaking out like, oh, I've broken it. I've broken my brain. I've ruined it. There's no way to get back. It's not true. I'm going to teach you how it's actually not hard. It's pretty simple. We're going to plan our food ahead of time. Now, let me explain for a minute on a side note why we do this. There are two parts of our brain. We have our executive planning brain, our frontal cortex, that is obsessed with our long-term plans. This is what makes plans. It's very logical. It is the one that when we're in a calm place thinking about what we want 2020 to four to look like, it's like this year, I'd like to lose some weight. I have these 15 goals, right? This is all done by our prefrontal cortex, our executive planning brain. It's a wonderful part of our brain. But then we've got this other little part, our more primitive brain. That little caveman or cavewoman brain is always on the lookout for death. Think about caveman times. We are trying to stay safe. Anything that feels like a threat, we are going to rebel against. That part of our brain is going to do this for us, trying to be very protective. It is also really only concerned with immediate gratification. So it wants to sleep, it wants to eat, and it wants to stay out of danger, and it really doesn't want to work too hard. So if like relaxation and a nap could be in there, that is all what this part of our brain wants, all about pleasure. So our weight loss goals are of no concern to our little cavewoman brain. Weight loss is not even registering as one of the top thousand priorities for that part of our brain. Now, that part of our brain is where we are usually at the end of a very, very stressful day. So if we're feeling stressed or overwhelmed, any big feelings, I sort of call this the F part of our brain. So it's not just fight or flight or freeze. I really think it's any big feeling can put us in this part of our brain. So it makes sense that when we're having big feelings at the end of the day, we're exhausted, that part of our brain wants to eat and rest. That part of our brain also doesn't like to starve. It interprets all those past diets as dangerous to us. So if we have been depriving ourselves all day and we're super hungry, and we're super stressed, and we dip into our primitive brain, you can see how our urges are going to be just through the roof. And that part of our brain knows that if we eat, especially sugar, we are going to get a dopamine release, and we are going to feel better. So it makes sense. The cycle makes sense. So how does planning 
keep us from triggering this part of our brain? And the answer is this feeling of being deprived. So you might say to me, don't we have to be hungry to lose weight? And I will argue that no, you do not need to be hungry to lose weight. So we want to transition our mindset from deprivation, I need to starve to lose weight, to abundance, I can eat and feel satisfied, not feel deprived, and lose weight. So how do we do this? When we sit down to make a plan of what we're going to eat for the day, I actually love to plan dinners for the week. So if we sit down to plan, we are using our executive functioning brain. We are using that wonderful, smart prefrontal cortex. What we need to do after that brain has made us a beautiful plan is sit back for a minute, look at it, and ask ourselves, is that realistic for me and where I am right now? So if we have been grazing eating for months and months and months, planning one meal a day is probably not realistic for us where we are right now. That's not to say we won't get there if that's something we used to do and we feel like it felt good to us, but we probably can't do it from day one. If we try, we are going to trigger deprivation and trigger this spiral that we don't want. So we make a plan and we see if it's realistic. I honestly think the easiest way to do this, like if you're listening now and you're like, okay, I'm ready to make a plan tomorrow. I want you to write down everything you've eaten for the last few days. See where you are realistically, where are you? Maybe that means you need to eat like you've been eating for the next two or three days and write down everything, every bite, every lick, every taste, everything that goes into your mouth, write it down without judgment and just assess, where am I? And then what small thing can I do to change? That doesn't feel like deprivation, but feels like a step in the right direction. We don't need to make huge changes on day one to get to our goal. Small, sustainable, feel-good changes will get us the weight loss that we want. I promise. I've done it. My clients have done it. Small changes. It might be something as simple as, I really want to work on drinking more water this week. So we wake up and we drink more water. We drink an extra glass. And that's not to say we go from, oh, I wrote it down, turns out I'm not drinking any water all day, to drinking 100 ounces of water. It's not what I'm talking about. Small steps. I did my diary for three days, and it turns out I'm only drinking coffee and tea. I'm not drinking any water. Maybe we start with one glass of water. Can I drink one glass of water a day? Does that feel like something that's easy, simple, sustainable, and feels good? Feels like I'm doing something nice for myself. Yes, I can probably drink one glass of water. If you were someone who liked fasting and maybe you want to get into fasting again, maybe instead of saying, okay, I did my diary, I've been eating 20 hours a day instead of fasting 20 hours a day, maybe we just say, can I just push breakfast an hour, 30 minutes? Can I push my breakfast 30 minutes this week and then 30 minutes next week, 30 more minutes the week after that? And eventually we've given up breakfast and we feel great. Maybe your goal is to add more vegetables. I did this as an experiment. I'm going to add more vegetables to my diet. Maybe we just add one. This week, more days than not, I'd like to eat two vegetables a day instead of one. Or one instead of none. I'll out myself. There were lots of days I had none. 
So I went, can I do one? Can I do one vegetable a day? More days than not. I also don't think it's an all or nothing here. More days than not, can I eat one? More days than not, can I have a glass of water? More days than not, can I push breakfast 30 minutes? Now, we have to do all of this with compassion and self-care. We have to understand that our little cave woman does not want to starve and will fight if it feels like we're going down that path again. And our little cave woman doesn't like to feel bad. She's all about party. She's a fun girl. She wants to eat, sleep, and not do anything hard. She's chilling. So if we're having lots of big feelings that feel uncomfortable, she's going to want to stop that. We just have to be so compassionate about that. So we talked about a lot today, but just really breaks down to two simple things, mindful planning and self-care, compassion. So mindful planning, we're going to make a plan when we're calm and thinking about our goals. And then we're going to make sure that that plan is reasonable and we feel 90% confident that we can stick to it realistically stick to it. Second, self-care and compassion. That little cave woman is not trying to knock us off track. She just doesn't like to feel bad and that's okay. All right. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope this episode helps you and I look forward to talking to you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening. Remember, weight loss can be simple if you focus on mindfulness and self-care. If you're ready to jumpstart your weight loss journey, visit me at www.sugarfreemd.com forward slash two pound. That's the number two and the word pound. Schedule a free two pound plan call. We'll work together to create a personalized plan for you to lose two pounds in one week. Until then, see you in the next episode.